Hello there. What's going Hello. on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking T. Dom? Oh, what? Is that. Is this TV? <laughs> Dom, Did, what's is this going the on, wrong, man? Is, is this, this the wrong day? <laughs> nah, guys, we're just kidding. This is no NPCs allowed. What does that mean? Well, that means if you have any hardware in you that doesn't keep you alive, because we're not, look, if you have an implant in you that you need, that's totally fine. But if you have a cybernetic arm, if you have a leg that turns into a jetpack, we do not want you here. No if NPCs you, if allowed. If you trigger a side quest and I accidentally kill you, and then a week later you're alive again in the same spot and initiating the same side quest, get the hell out of here. Exactly. This broadcast is for humans only. Not humanoids, humans. Anyways, mm -hmm. guys, all are welcome as we kid. But seriously, if you're a robot, get out of here. We don't want you. Uh, yeah, but, stop listening to my rec recorded <laughs> conversations. Uh, it's dangerous to talk about anything like that in these times. But what's more dangerous are some of the subjects we're going to be getting into tonight. Because there have been a lot of debacles and things that you should be stoked about, but for some reason I'm just not in the video game world lately in regards to news. So welcome in, guys. This is Talking TV, but also this is Talking with Andrew and Chris. Well, if you guys didn't know, I have two podcasts. This is Andrew, my best friend. Sorry, Dom. I've known him a little bit longer. I do love Dom, but I'm just going to say it live. And I will tell him co-host of my first podcast, Talking with Andrew and Chris, a show about life, music, and everything in between. Sort of how I always hint about my other love music. Well, did you did you guys think I wasn't doing anything with it? No, I have another show. But Dom is missed. Dom is too busy learning all the shit that I could never possibly retain to make talking TV he's special. He's watching four movies at once right now. Ex exactly. Dom is too busy being amazing at what he does right now. So Andrew's in here tonight to freaking kill it, kill a show and you guys don't understand that I would not want anyone to talk about video games with than Andrew. So, Andrew, it's man. It's true. I mean, I'm wearing a PlayStation shirt. Yeah, dude. Introduce the people to, uh, you know, my other... Introduce yourself to my other audience. Let them know a little bit about who you are and kind of what it is you do. Whew, it's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> but um, I guess in simplest terms, <clears throat> I'm the main host of Talking with Andrew and Chris. You know, we talk about life, music, everything in between. Um, I'm glad that Chris started a video game show on the show that I'm not on because, you know, I play a lot of video games. So now I have an excuse to come over to talking TV a lot. So here I am. And besides video games, I do, so, you know, me and Chris like to do music stuff together, but I watch TV exactly. and movies too. So I'm not completely out of place. If you yeah. recognize me from here, then it's probably because, you know, I like Avatar and Legend of Korra. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. He does. And, uh, he knows a lot about them. So Go check out our episodes where Andrew was on about those Listen, specific I like topics. to procrastinate important things by reading about not important things like Avatar and Legend of Korra and video games. And you know, actually, I wasn't even on the Legend of Korra episode because A, I didn't have enough time to watch the show. I have seen it since. It's all right. But B, <laughs> Andrew kind of crushed it even more than I ever could have. So he's been on the show before. And now you're seeing him live for the first time, guys. Welcome in. Welcome all. Thanks for hanging. Andrew. There's a couple different things I wanted to talk about. You know, normally when we do the show, we stick to one specific topic, but I feel like there's just been a lot going on lately. We haven't done the show in a little while. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of want to hit a little bit of everything tonight. And I think tonight's especially fun <coughs> because being that this is currently being live broadcasted on Talking TV channel, which is a show about movies and film and all that, there's actually like a decent amount of either video games that are getting their first ever cinematic experience or classic movies that are getting a video game treatment. 
So mm. with that being said, before we jump into everything, we got Stranger Boy in the chat. Stranger Boy, what's going on, man? What's Meet Andrew. Up, Stranger Follow Boy. Follow both of these Instagrams on screen. Those are both of the podcasts that we do. They're going to be coming more connected as the year goes on. So, Andrew, with that being said, let's jump into our first topic. I want to know what you think about EA games. What is your overall? Because I have a few things I want to say about them. Wow. So, what is your overall experience take when I say EA games? Where's your head go? Um. Well, I mean, I'm sure that most, like most, at least classic gamers, will remember the like EA games challenge everything. That was always like I was like, all right, this is at least going to be a finished game. It's going to look really good. Um, I never really played any of the sports games growing up, like EA sports games, um, unless I was at a friend's house. And with that limited experience, I was like, at least EA can make some good sports games. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's EA I think it's, sports. It's in the game. Exactly. Another. Good, I hope that they, doesn't get. If that gets striked on YouTube, I quit. Honestly, <laughs> if that's like honestly. if that's like copyright claim, then I'm done. You're not. Worth I mean, being as far on. as I know, I think there's like a fair use timer where like that's short enough that you can just say that. I think, but yeah, who knows? The fact that anyways, <laughs> listen, if EA Games sees this video, then that's a whole other thing. <laughs> then I guess honestly, that means we're doing something right. So hey, you know what? I guess I won't complain. Anyways, yeah, yeah I do remember all the sports games. They yeah. were well good. I, I think that like with EA Games, it's like as a kid, I thought they were pretty cool like they made my favorite they made all the lord of the rings games that i loved you know battle for middle earth um oh yeah i'm 99 percent sure that they did lord of the rings conquest which is like maybe my favorite lord of the rings mm. game ever made they did the return of the king game they did that weird like final fantasy ripoff the third age where it was like turn-based combat and you had a party and i was like no one knows who any of these characters are so like why do i care but um, but then av- obviously as you get older, then they start to be like, oh, you know, what's really cool about video games is that we can make a bunch of money with that. And you know, what's a really easy way to make a bunch of money with video games is to charge people in the game instead of like just to buy the game. Uh, so they've definitely started to go downhill. And then besides that, um, like all this, all, I think all the newest EA games that I've played recently were been like letdowns, like we've already mentioned on the show like the the star wars battlefronts that are new that were also dice but ea games you know published them and stuff and i was pretty disappointed that they were calling them battlefront and then did whatever they did with them um and then obviously the whole like pay to win thing was just like who mm. do you guys think you are like you're yeah the, the, they're the people kings that, of the microtransaction exactly the people that put you where you guys are are the people you guys are like you know screwing in the butt <laughs> Yeah, and it's and just I, like I, it's know, just one of those crazy things. I'm just like, what, like, what happens? So I feel like something had to happen at that company where it's like someone new took over, or like they started to lose money, so they're like, we need to make money, and it's just like there was a point. I think maybe it's just nostalgia, you know, making everything better than it was. But like there was a point where I was like, EA Games is making great games, and then all of a sudden now the reputation is just like money hungry company who ruins yeah. things. That's so true, man, because I remember I used to be soaked on an EA game. I, I mean, you know, when we were little, I, I mean, at least for me personally, I never realized what the sports games were doing. I was just so excited about getting, like, I was a huge baseball fan as a kid. Definitely grew out of it as an, uh, you know, an older, an older man. But when I was a little, uh, a leal, a leal little lad, I really enjoyed, like, the MLB games, and I really enjoyed, like, 2K and MLB and, and, and like, you know... Um, the show that is the differentiation there MLB course, than the show and uh, then there was uh, you know of course the Madden games and EA has their hand in a few of those but all those companies 
the two Ks, they just give you this. Like they make a new game every five years, and they give you the same game slightly, 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 slightly better. Then five years later, you have a new game just by the fact of how little right. they add over time. Mm-hmm. But and that's like, fine this, because like this game has more sweat. <laughs> Right, and, and and less Joe Buck or whatever, which everyone yeah. I guess likes. <laughs> Wrong different podcast, but uh, you know, Scott. I, yeah, poor Scott, man. My dad hates Joe Buck. Anyways, uh, you know, like, but then as we get older, you know, and you can understand RPGs better and and play them more and and like really get the next level of a shooter and sort of understand the meta and the end games of things you kind of just realize like well you got to ask yourself like was ea ever good or was it just that i was little you know what i mean and i don't exactly quite know i mean i know ea has done some bang up games like the knights of the old republic games which are phenomenal but then also bioware was involved in that right and that's the thing is like ea is just the publisher Right, but publishers and video games do, to my understanding, and again, all of my information comes from watching no-clip documentaries, but hey, they go pretty in-depth, so they do influence a little more of the creative decision than, let's say, like movie studios do. Right, like, they or like are a book a little publisher more, or something. Yeah, they're a little more hands-on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something with the technology, they have to sort of ship the game and make sure that it works on all the different you know systems that they're then going to go and distribute it to, EA right. being Plus, the I'm publisher sure or the distributor. That- they're, so. they're probably like we have a certain like expectation that's if if EA is attached to it it has to be a certain way so they need to make sure it's all up to corporate standards and all that exactly and and there is um, a quality bureau for video <coughs> games that makes sure you meet uh, standard to compete in the marketplace so there are a bunch of things they have to deal with but mm-hmm. all that sort of like legal jargon and uh, tech techie nonsense aside I think EA actually was a decent studio at one point in time. Because they did garner uh, an exclusivity deal with Star Wars for, I believe, eight years, where mm-hmm. we had a slew of games, um, ending with uh, Rogue Squadron, famously being that game that came out last year that that, that is already on sale for like forty five percent off. Star or Wars something. Squadrons. Yeah, Squadrons. Sorry, what did I say? Rogue Squadron. That's a much Rogue different Squadron. game. But they started off the run super strong. I mean, they had Knights of the Old Republic. They had those. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are those games with the uh, Star Killer? Right. Oh, uh, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Those games those, are awesome. Those ones are. Free. But you know what the thing about that is, is that those were really the Lucas Arts games. Those Lucas Films games or whatever it was. That's distributed now back. through EA. Mm-hmm. So now that we've kind of painted the picture of EA and let people know who maybe don't know, sort of like the uh, business well, side or. Real quick though, I want to mention that mm. watching there's a um, a Netflix uh, documentary series about the game, like video games, like where they came from pretty much like all the the first ones and one of the episodes was on sports games and all of those ea sports games were like this one guy that was like yo like there's no good football game out there so he like worked really hard with like a few people to make the first madden game that i don't think was called madden Mm -hmm. um and they made like a couple of those games and they were really cool and then ea was like yo we're gonna like essentially buy you and you can make your football games at ea Okay, so they kind of probably what, go in depth I'm probably with the missing there a couple of the early days. Yeah, so I'm probably missing a couple crucial details, but it wasn't like EA was like we're coming out with all the sports games. It was like a guy was like, "Yo, football games are bad, and I'm gonna make a good one." And then he made a good one, and they were like, "Yo, we should start making these good ones together." Yeah, you're talking about high score, right? I think so. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, that's the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I checked out like 20 minutes of an episode, kind of watched it too late at night, didn't get too much into it. But, Mm. you know, so I kind of, I will go back to that. That's actually pretty interesting. Uh, I definitely will check that out now. And if you guys watch that, let us know in the comments what you thought of it. But, you know, the thing is, I think EA actually was decent at one point in time. And I think that they're great people to work with because of how many IPs that they get and how much exclusivity they've had over the years. Mm Mm-hmm. But I do think that they got very comfortable, sort of like a blizzard situation, where they just felt that the people were eating out of their hands and no matter what they gave them was acceptable. So they started to cut corners, a.k.a. we will talk about cyberpunk later on in this episode, so stick around. I don't want to go there just yet because I do have a, a, for a, a, you know, a closer pit stop before we hit the cyberpunk stop on this highway of an OMPCs tonight that we're on. <laughs> but just know we're getting there. And and the reason I start off with EA is because they're sort of like the aggregator for the whole conversation we're going to have. And so with that being said, I mean, EA and Star Wars have just ended their exclusivity deal after, I believe, eight years, if not longer. So, you know, I haven't been too stoked on a Star Wars game in a long time. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. It's, it's all felt a little dull. Not what I've wanted it to be. I mean, have you really enjoyed a recent Star Wars game lately? Um, I mean, so I enjoyed one mode in the original, not the original, in the, the first new Star Wars Battlefront. And I did have fun playing through the campaign of the second one, but I also am aware that it like isn't that good because it's like dumb easy and the AI is like the stupidest AI in it, yeah. any video game and then i even saw i didn't play it personally but i saw footage of um was a fallen order where it's like the same problem where no, like, that's a good game i've just i just saw so many clips of like the ai just being like so stupid like the enemy there's AI. been a few diamonds in the rough i will say of the ea error but mm-hmm. but the reason i bring it up is because like i think anyone <coughs> will tell you that the original battlefronts have nothing on the new ones and i play the new ones yeah. they're fun they're fine but they're not those games that are memorable. And I actually have right. gone back and played the old ones recently. I have gone I was, back and played... I was just going to say, you have to go back and play them so that you know it's not nostalgia. But exactly. I also have gone and back I've done and they're, they're still fun. I got about halfway through this winter break, very casually playing. I'm a student, winter break, whatever. Make fun of me, it's fine. I'll get back to the, the top, taking over the world, <laughs> a.k.a. that stupid conversation we had a few weeks ago on our podcast. Um, I, I got back to playing KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, and it's actually still slaps. Really good. So I, I went back and checked and prepared for this conversation, and I can say unbiasedly and honestly that, yeah, no, it's it's not the games. It's not being young either. It's not that, uh, you know, nostalgia uh, member berries is what South Park calls it. It's right. not the member I berries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not the member berries. It's legitimately they were good games. Yeah. And I wonder where that happened. So with that being said, let me pull an article up here. There is a new game that just got announced today. And keep in mind that it's not EA attached to it. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game is reportedly in development without EA and Bioware. Now, without, without Bioware, Bioware scares me. Yeah, without Bioware scares me. Yeah, that's weird. But let's just read a little bit of this from IGN. A new Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game is reportedly in the works and is not being developed by EA and Bioware, the studios behind the original game. As reported by VGC, whoever that is, this latest rumor comes courtesy of credited Star Wars insider Bespin Bulletin. That is a bad <laughs> see, ass. <laughs> see, now that, that I trust. All right, I'm opening that in a new tab for later. I definitely trust that. VGC <laughs> is the Video Games Chronicle. 
Yeah, who spoke Expert on a Expert source for video game news. That is amazing, dude. That is badass. Best and so he says, too. amongst his digging, he heard there's a Knights of the Republic project in development somewhere. Very vague, says the Bespin <laughs> Bulletin. He talked to a couple of people, and he also found out that Jason Schreer said that it's not with EA and will never guess who's the studio that's making the game. So it's got to be a little more uh, you know, guess. confounded than, than they're saying. So like, all I, I got to ask you at this point, with the abuse that we've taken from Star Wars games over the years, like, are you ready to get back in the saddle of a Star Wars RPG? Do you have that trust anymore? That's why I bring this up. Um... And are you excited well, about this? I think that I'm going to pair this with the other news that Lucasfilm's games is is now they made they you know I don't know what the word is because they killed it and now it's back. So um, Lucasfilm's games is back, which definitely gets me stoked for new Star Wars games because it's not just like people being like, oh, well, let's make a game and put Star Wars in it so that people buy it. It's like, hey, we've got Star like we are Star Wars, so let's make a fun game for it. Um, cause I think that Star Wars is like, so I guess to answer your question, yes, I am excited because Star Wars is unique in a movie where people that are making games for it aren't just making like a, you know, a episode four, new hope of the game or, you know, episode two attack of the clones of the game. Like they're just like, here's Star Wars, this insane giant universe. And you're just making a game in it. And I feel like, I mean, I guess you can't really do that with a lot of movies, but I feel like if you had, if more movie games were that just like hey you remember this cool fun movie like here's a game that's a new story in that universe like that's a much easier thing to package to people i think than like hey you remember this movie you like well now you're in the movie so it's like you know what's going to happen because you saw the movie but it's a video game so you still want to make choices and do your own thing but then it's like you can't so no it's that's what's amazing about the knights of the old republic games you know they used the old school Old Republic, never before seen in the films, thousands of years mm -hmm. before the films, canon Legends universe, because who knows what it is right now. That's why I say canons and legends. Disney can't make up their mind, so I, we're just I kind know. of in limbo there. <laughs> but it's okay because it all comes before, and it's all new characters, same planets. It's really nice to see like Coruscant before it is the Coruscant we know in the prequels, mm -hmm. and uh, which I do love, by the way. I'm a prequel defender. Don't at me. Anyways, same, um, same. Good. You're a smart guy. I always knew you were. And uh, <laughs> so it's like, that's why I have hope, because we have gotten great Star Wars games in this setting before that were not based off the movie. I mean, I do love those movie games where you kind of pretty much play through the movie, but it's in video game style. We haven't right. gotten and those it, in a while. And especially as a kid, those are pretty fun. Yeah. Like, I played the crap out of the Shrek 2 video game. That game, I'm sure that if I played it now, it would not be good, but that game yeah. was the bomb when I was What a about kid. the uh, series of uh, Unfortunate Events game, PlayStation 2 exclusive? Never played it, never saw the movie, never read the books. Pretty solid. It was the one time this specific aunt of mine got me a video game. I was so bummed when I opened it up. Ended up really oh, liking yeah. it. It doesn't. It it doesn't <laughs> sound like it would be a fun game. <laughs> yeah, know? no, it was actually pretty good. I can't lie. I mean, it was like only good because I was young and didn't know any better, but it was it was right. still fun. Right. Anyways, I'm excited for this. I have high hopes for it. We'll see what comes of it. Any final closing thoughts on like the future of Star Wars video games? I'm personally more confident now that EA is out of the equation. That's that's kind of why I go there. Mm. Well, I know that um, I saw something earlier today that like whatever company is making a new Star Wars game that it would they also made the Splinter Cell game. So 
if we could actually get some sort of iteration of that canceled Star Wars thirteen thirteen, that's like a you're like a smuggler sneaking through, you know, ports and uh, empire buildings or whatever, like being sneaky and cool and like stealing stuff. That would be really cool. That's what I'm hoping for is just like good video games that just happen to be set in Star Wars. Exactly. You know? Which and is then... kind of what I wanted for all those Star Wars story <clears throat> movies. Like I'm like. If if they right. had done the Solo movie, but not Han Solo, and just like a new smuggler crew that was just somewhere in the galaxy doing that stuff, I think that would have been really cool. Exactly. And so the last thing I want to talk about, coming from the Best Pin Bulletin, love that name <laughs> so much. You're gonna you're gonna subscribe to that. I, I think I'm gonna have to. Yeah. They continue <laughs> to discuss how he's heard. This guy hears everything. He's heard that a Bounty Hunter game was also being developed somewhere and that EA was working on another Star Wars project that may be Battlefront 3. Now, that's scary. No, may not be. Oh, thank you so much for Which that. Which I did yeah, see that. Yeah, I just that, got too caught up in the Best Pin Bulletin everyone, joke. That, uh, <laughs> everyone was like, yeah, EA is not the only one making Star Wars games, but they are still making Star Wars games. So oh, if anything, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, they lost their I exclusivity. Think, yeah, but if anything, I think that that's better. Like, So even if... The other companies aren't going to make like good Star Wars games. I feel like this will at least put pressure on EA to like make a better game because now they're not the only ones making Star Wars games. Well, they have competition. Exactly. That's what I'm so saying. it's on. Competition it's on. usually may the best man win. Usually get some pretty good stuff when that happens. True. So his last thing this guy says, the best bin, the the mysteriously anonymous best bin bulletin writer says he Hearing doesn't know if about. He's got to be from somewhere, yeah. <laughs> Maybe in the Outer Rim somewhere at this point. I mean, who's ever heard of this guy? <laughs> he doesn't know if the Bounty Hunter game is with them or if it's with U- Ubisoft. But yeah, EA's working on stuff. And there's another unannounced Star Wars game at EA, which he has no idea what it is. But he doesn't uh, think, think it's, it's Battlefront 3. I love so, that this guy is, this guy's just like, listen, I heard that someone somewhere is developing a Star Wars game. <laughs> I know who it isn't and I know what it's not, but I have no idea who it is or what it is. And what I love even more is that IGN covered it. That is absolutely yeah. <laughs> hilarious, but it came at a time when EA lost their exclusivity. I figured it literally dropped today. What a better time to do it on the show. So with yeah. that being said, I kind of wanted to jump into the second segment and Andrew, I want to know what you think about Halo. Halo. Well, um, I definitely, I don't know if I was just too young or if I just, I know I didn't, I never owned an Xbox original, so um, I never owned the first two Halo games, but my neighbor had an Xbox original <clears throat> and he would come over bring it and play NHL in front of me a lot because I was too young to play it but I watched him play NHL at my house a lot and then he got Halo 2 and we were playing and we would play Halo 2 together and I was definitely really bad at it but I thought it was so cool it just felt like I had played some video (coughs) excuse me some games like that before but there's no better feeling in my opinion in Halo 2 than holding two SMGs and just going really and just lacing them into something like it was just i had never experienced anything like that in my entire life and i was like this is insane and then the first one that i actually owned and actually played was halo 3 and that game coming from someone who is not that well versed in all the halo games that has to be the best one like the campaign was so fun played through by myself on normal probably and was like wow that was fun and then was walked through it with my friend and his younger brother on legendary and they were showing me where all the skulls were so i got to get all the skulls on legendary and that was really fun to get the ninja armor which was really cool and that was like the first i never 
you know this until Overwatch. I never liked like the online shooting games. I didn't like Call of Duty. Like I didn't like going in there and just like getting shit on by everybody else and being like, I don't want to practice this. I just want to play a fun game. Um, but that was like the first one where I would go in and play with my friends and do like custom games. Like I was like, dude, this is the game for people. Like the Forge when when they were like, Halo 3's coming out, and guess what? Forge. I was like, like me and my friends made so many like in the in the the one map that was like an empty room, we would just put in like too much stuff and just like try to kill each other in this room that's just filled with shit. Or we would make our own like infection mode where like the zombies like invisible and really really fast and everybody has a sniper rifle and you're just like trying to find this invisible super fast zombie and it's so, so Halo Three was maps. really good. And then very recently I got the Halo collection and played through Reach with a buddy of mine. And that was really fun, uh, nice. but then it notoriously like, like Steve. <laughs> it is. It was Steve. <laughs> uh, Steve really liked it. Steve was the one who walked me through Halo Three, also with his younger brother. Um, but I'm sure, as lots of Halo fans know, the Halo Collection, at least on PC, like doesn't really work that well. Yeah, it's unfortunate when you're trying to play with other people. So then it's we tried to play through Halo One on the story and it just like wouldn't work so i haven't played it in a while but yeah i like halo and i don't think that that's like necessarily a knock on the games obviously i think it's just whatever bungie or microsoft just like not knowing what they're doing yeah 343 Um, as of late right and for me i mean halo is my favorite game franchise of all time if i had to pick one the best one you know to uh get cred and sort of keep the community in and and me in good terms. I'd I'd want to say <laughs> Halo Two, which is a phenomenal game. But I mean, Halo Three is just a formative part of my life, honestly. Exactly. Which is a weird Dude, thing to say because it's a video forge. game. And the Vidmaster challenges, everything, all the Easter mm-hmm. eggs, just so much fun, man. That game was so. And it's so funny that your moment is like holding the double SMGs. That that's you, <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you phrase that? You said that was the moment. There was. There was, I just had never experienced any feeling like a double SMG to the face mm-hmm. in a in a game before. Like, I mean, I also didn't play a lot of shooting games, but it was like, yeah, whatever, yeah. machine guns. And I liked the battle rifle. It was just fun. But then it was like, I was like, I've just shot like 400 bullets in two seconds. And like the needlers are cool to do that with. Mm-hmm. But like it just it was just I don't know. The SMGs just felt right, you know? Cause you, cause I like that with that game, the dual thing was on both things. It wasn't just like you pick up another gun that was and now cool. you're shooting with two hands. Like I liked the, like first just like unloading both of them at the same time, but then like timing it so that you shoot one. And then while that one's reloading, you shoot the other one. And you just like alternate like that. Like, see, I never felt more angry than when I would start a game and that's what my loadout was. <laughs> I hated double anything in Halo. All I needed was the assault rifle. You could mm. do something called a four shot. Four shots to the head, instant kill. Quickest way to kill someone in the game. <laughs> a burst gun, I got, I, all I did was four shot. And I used to get mad when I would miss one. I'd go like on like 200 kill sprees. <laughs> and uh, just like through the course of nights and stuff with like the homies back in the day. And uh, yeah, so what, I what was hated. your What was your go-to online mode? Like was it just regular Slayer? Was it SWAT? What was it? It was SWAT if there was a big group. But uh, really, shout out Ryan Greblick. Him and I were in like, you could get to rank 50. And I think the highest we got was rank 43 on doubles. Uh, mm. Duos, it was like Slayer duos. And, you know, we'd fluctuate. Some bad, bad weeks would be at 39. Good weeks would be at 43. I think we like went out on a high of like 41 or something, probably averaging out. But we were pretty good. I mean, it's hard to like, 
It's hard well, to be I've, in there. I've played consistently. Halo with you, and I can vouch that you are probably the best at Halo at any at, than at any game. And it's also like, yeah, you're for you me. You know what as you're gamer, doing, which isn't like saying much, well, but yeah, I know what you here's mean. Here's what I'll say so, about that: I think that your skill in Halo has just trans translated to all the other shooting games because I've seen you play Apex also, and you're kind of a beast yeah. in Apex too. Sometimes yeah, when I want to be, with, with the I appreciate right that. I appreciate Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. So uh, <laughs> with that being said, speaking of how things are going to translate, let me let me pull something up here, Halo related, and let me get like your just initial reaction off this headline, because this is why I bring Halo up. Halo hmm. TV series, everything we know so far from PCGamer.com. Okay. Did you know this was happening? Um, I mean, I remember I remember they were always talking about a movie. And that everyone was like, Sylvester Stallone is going to play Master Chief. And I was like, what the hell? Why would he do that? Like, he's Rambo. That's not who Master Chief is. Right. Um, and also, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like the Mandalorian tried to be Master Chief. Explain that. Like, Master Chief, in my brain, is always just like... Like, he just like he's never scared. He's a man of few words. He just knows what needs to get done. He doesn't get emotional. He's just like... He's just a, he's just a soldier, you know. He's just a soldier trying to do what he's supposed to do, and I feel like with the Mandalorian, they were like doing a similar thing in the sense of like he doesn't say a lot and like he, like, you know, like he's composed and stuff. And I just feel like it's like the same energy of like you feel the emotion coming off because he's human and like he says things and does things that are like good things or whatever, you know. But no, but I get the comparison because. Master I'm not Chief. saying that they meant to do it on purpose, but I just, all of a sudden I see Master Chief and I'm like, dude, I feel like the Mandalorian was like a weird discount Master Chief in a way. Well, you know, Master Chief has never taken his helmet off and his sidekick is a little hologram girl named Cortana. So True. in this regard, sometimes on his side, sometimes not on his side. Spoiler alert. But yeah. And in this <laughs> regard, you know, we have Cortana who can speak very fluid English as opposed to Groku. Um, spoiler Grogu whatever <laughs> but Baby Yoda sorry if that was a spo- was that a spoiler for you um, well I haven't seen that episode yet but I as soon as that happened everyone was tweeting about it and I've heard some people say that like knowing the name is a spoiler and but I don't know what that means so unless it's yeah. like knowing the name Listen, and seeing the episode is the spoiler but I don't there's know. only I one name you need to know you, you and your dad knows what I'm talking about G.O.D. <laughs> my god anyways <laughs> there's only one name that you really need to know that then but then grogu mm. is not is not it as is that how the kids say that they that's what they talk about right yeah no that's that, not yeah, it that is not it yeah he is not it so this kind of um, makes me feel this initial halo tv series thing makes yeah. me feel like this also could not be it because of the fact that we've seen how a character who never takes his helmet off can get critiqued a lot of people like Mandalorian, a lot of people don't. And to be honest with you, I think the only reason the second season got better is because of the fact that they bring in more ancillary characters who take on bigger and more important roles in the plot who don't have a freaking piece of metal on their face the whole time so you can see their emotion and understand them more. So yeah, Master Chief does speak, but honestly, mm-hmm. most of the time, because you're playing as him, he's just shooting things. So right. we will see Which, how this show for a goes. Video game, for a video game, he's one of like the best main characters ever. He's he's there's no one better you could have come up with. Maybe Doom Guy is the only one who's better than Master Chief because they right. did take a lot of inspiration from Doom Guy. So right. let's let's read a little bit about this show because right. 
I think I think I might have skimmed this article at some point today. I sent it to you at some point. Um, and that's why it looks familiar. So after years in development hell, great start already. <laughs> the Halo TV series is moving forward. Master Chief is headed to Hollywood. <laughs> that's such a stupid... Oh, man. With the TV series on Showtime. And that's what gives me a little bit of hope. Now... Right, yeah. I Yeah, at one point in this article, like all the way at the end, the guy... One of the guys at Showtime was like, yeah, we worked a lot with this show to make sure that it like fits on Showtime and it's not just like a Halo show that Showtime picked up, like, right. which I appreciate because I love Dexter, one of my favorite shows of all time. That's a Showtime show. True. Um, I inadvertently, because it came on right after Dexter when it was on, I watched a little bit of Homeland, which I thought oh, was, that's a was good well show. done. That's a really good show. Well done. You know, I, d- um, I also only watched a little bit of it. Something about it, like once you miss that one day in a row of binging it, you just never go back to it. It's like that kind of show. Doesn't exactly. mean it's it bad, would, dude. That's what happened to me with Heroes. G Four yes, had a dude. Heroes marathon, and I watched all the episodes, and then I missed two episodes, and then I went back, and I was like, I literally have zero idea what is going on anymore. You know who the real hero is, right? Uh, Masioka's character, Hero from Heroes. Anyways, that was him, right? Yeah, it was. It was just yeah. the Dwight joke TV show that oh. we're doing, whatever. Uh, so, so I was a little, you know, Showtime, they're no slouches. They have some quality to their name. I also believe they have Shameless, which is one of my favorite shows they of do, all time. They do, yes. So, well, the American version. And I'm going to highlight this. Steven Spielberg's. Right. That, that is the apostrophe S, which shows ownership. So how do we go from development hell to then Steven Spielberg in a matter of a sentence? That's right. pretty crazy, right? I know a right. lot of people don't like Ready Player One, but honestly, I also know a lot of people who love that movie. I'm not going to watch it because I, Steven Spielberg, to me, uh, needs to be immortalized in my brain, and I don't want to watch anything that's tainted from him because he's just I one of the goats. I very much enjoyed Ready Player One. I didn't read the book, so I don't know if that's part of the reason why people don't like it. But well, never read I the thought book. it was really whatever, cool. The, the thing and is, whatever you see first, don't do the opposite, is what I found from everyone. Because I, who likes both? Maybe that's Lord true. of the Rings fans. I think you got lucky there. Yeah, that's true. But I <laughs> couldn't read those books. They're just too dense, and I keep getting distracted. But, yeah, by but the I also way, something am aware... About- I'm aware of the differences from the movies and the books, and I really think that the difference in, like, The Lord of the Rings being, like, a good movie book adaptation is that Peter Jackson, like, <clears> loves <throat> Tolkien and loves the books. So he was like, I'm trying to make a good film based on this book that I love instead of just, like, a studio being like, hey, we got the rights to Harry Potter. We need you to direct a movie. And he's like, cool, I got it. Like, Peter Jackson, like, thought it all out. True. And they like when you hear him talk about it, he when you hear him talk about it, he's like always referencing the books. Like he's like Tolkien wanted this, so we did this. Or if something's not in it, like Tom Bombadil's not in it, he has a, like an actual explanation, not just like oh we ran out of time Hang or on. like we couldn't cast it or something. Tolkien, you put an eye in there. There That's is how, an eye in Tolkien. But, is but do you, I've never heard anyone pronounce the eye. Is that how it's you? J- it's not Tolkien. Oh my God. I... J.R.R. Tolkien, isn't it? I, I'm going to hold it together because we're live right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I really am about to freak out, to be honest with you. I've never heard anyone say Tolkien. Tolkien. I've, I'm not saying Tolkien. <laughs> I'm saying Tolkien. Keen? All right. Anyways, moving forward. And, and, you know, I think one of the reasons why the LOTR movies were so good is because they had Tolkien's son as one of the sort of consultants sort of like how Elton John gave some critique and some input for the movie mm-hmm. they did about him he wasn't like officially attached to right. the film anyways jumping back into this 
article because yeah, I could talk about that, Lord of the Rings all day. That blew my mind. I can't believe that just happened. And so, by the way, there's something about <laughs> pulling up an article on screen that just feels so YouTube in the best way possible. I don't know why. It's just making me really feel like on right it does now. Make, it makes me feel like a tuber. It does. Like I, I pride myself on having there be no differentiation between who I am on and off screen. And I think that's true for the most part. But something about like this energy right now is very different it in the best way possible. It makes you feel possible. powerful. There is a power to it, isn't there? It's like because you're giving, like I'm reading this and I'm giving my thoughts on it. I'm giving you the information, right? That's uh, that's yeah. aggressive. Okay, but it's not. At least we're, we're talking about Spielberg. Anyways, <laughs> oh what a show, man! I like this new format. Steven Spielberg's Amblin Television. Okay, so that's his company. Is producing. And we know roughly, and we now know roughly when it's coming and who's playing some of the most important characters. There's not mm-hmm. much we know for sure about the content of the show. They're going to be Spartans, of course, Master Chief, taking his proper place as the central character, so maybe your Mandalorian reference is all too true, Cortana as the baby Grogu along for the ride, and if we had to right. bet on it, there's probably going to be a Halo ring too. Yeah, okay, Halo ring's kind of how they justify, like, it's like Doctor Who, it's like how they justify, like, time travel and crazy shit like right, that. Right, right. So... 2021 um yeah i mean but it's not gonna happen now we, we know that because yeah, of covid we can, so we can skim through this i mean like well yeah obviously so i don't know anything about pablo uh schreiber other than he was on the wire and i didn't watch the wire yet but i've only heard good things about the wire sure and it, me too i haven't seen it yet i can't speak to it but the one thing that did get me stoked when i was reading this article is they are going to be incredibly respectful of the canon that is really cool because they actually right. has a really rich storytelling to Halo. I don't know if you know this. The books actually do right. really there's well. There's a, a lot, lot of people. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of novels. Sorry. You go. And <laughs> so, well, I think that that's part of what they say in this is like they could either. Obviously, there's a lot of like pretty cool moments in like the first Halo or whatever where it would be cool. But I think they were saying that they might be talking about like Master Chief's origins. So like we would see his face and then. Like maybe the fall of Reach, but that could be cool. Oh wow, I forgot all about that. That was really good. Like the Halo games, cool. man. The narrative's incredibly compelling, especially yeah, for actually. the decades that it came out in when that didn't have to be a focus, you know. Mm-hmm. And especially because of how revolutionary they were with the mechanics, with right? the way they felt Dude. as a first-person shooter. The gravity in that game is highly touted and just so incredibly mm-hmm. groundbreaking. It we wouldn't really have good. Apex, we wouldn't have uh, Mass Effect, any of these types of games if it wasn't for like Dude, their Halo, physics Halo system. was the first shooting game to have aim assist. Was it really? Okay, exactly. They came up exactly. with aim assist. And that's why they it's were, so sad yeah, to see how far they've goes, fallen, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I am stoked for Halo Infinite. We're going to talk about that in this right. show in a later episode when we get a little closer to that. But I did want to mm-hmm. end the Halo discussion and jump to something else, so I just want to leave it with this, and then I'll obviously get your closing thoughts on all things Halo. But I do enjoy this. We are credi- They're incredibly excited to navigate these creative waters and bring us something that is both respectful of what we already know and love, but also new and surprising and enthralling. So powerful right. statement and that's, there. And that's always the conundrum is like, how much do you want to give people that's like, hey, I remember this because I played Halo and this is what I wanted to see was the moment the Master Chief did this thing and was really cool. Um, and then also being like, oh, they're literally just taking the game and just like making a show about it. Yeah. And obviously you can't please everybody. And that's really that's really the crappy part about that. Yeah, man. It's like every somebody is not going to like this show. You know, yeah, it's uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. With but it. from everything so, I've read, it seems like they're really doing everything they can to like make sure it's like a good show. 
They are. So, and I do respect that. It, it's and they said because of scheduling conflicts, they had to originally the woman that's playing um Halsey, the the lady that made the Spartans and Cortana, she was also going to play Cortana, but because of scheduling or something, they had to get someone else to play Cortana and they're just going to get the the woman that played her in the games. Oh, that's really cool. So we don't know if she's going to be like an in-person thing or if she's just going to voice a CGI thing. But either way, I mean, why would they not do that? that, Right. Right. I know. When I read that, I was like, (laughs) why would they have this person do both? I mean, I guess Cortana's supposed to look like Halsey, but either way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, man, um, when you say Halsey, do you mean like the singer? No, I don't know if she's a captain or a professor. I know. It's it's a joke. Anyways, um... We're gonna get well, some that Spartans. Well, that obviously proves that obviously proves that the singer got her name from Halo. True, it's not. It's, it's definitely not just an anagram of her name. It's definitely yeah, from Halo. It's not Ashley backwards. Anyways, with that being said, I wanted to <laughs> jump into a third topic. Speaking about <laughs> EA and, and some rocky roads that they went down, and tonight's kind of like the hey man, we hope it's good, but will it be good? Show we don't know. And this is the confirmation of maybe it won't be good. Unfortunately, because I've been stoked on Mm. Cyberpunk 2077 for so long, Andrew, you know I was trying to get you to ride the hype train, just like I did with the game called Horizon Zero Dawn, because I wanted to vicariously (laughs) live through you back in that point in time, because I didn't have a PlayStation 4. But we both could have played Cyberpunk 2077, and to be honest with you, I didn't even buy it for PC, because I was like, I'm not buying this till it's ready, because I want my first impression to be great. I know it's going to be a great game. I just really cannot understand how this company who has the witchers who has the tv show that's thriving who has built up such credibility like they they were the new blizzard they were the blizzard mm-hmm. that was doing everything right listening to the fans really trying to be community driven community based but it just goes to show that the ultimate evil in the world in my opinion is the dollar sign and it is at the end of the day it, the dollar it sign ruins all art can ruin anything, can corrupt everyone and make people do things that inevitably ruin excitement and and entertainment. And we saw that with this. And so I have an article I want to pull up, but before we do that, I know you live in a household of gamers, so I'm sure you've seen cyberpunk firsthand. What's your experience Mm -hmm. with this game been like since it's come out? Cause it, look, the one thing they did that that everyone knew they were going to do was they were all over the place for like a month. So they at least owned the zeitgeist. Yeah, they at least owned the pop culture. Maybe not in the way they That's wanted. True. It was it was definitely hard to not hear about this game. Right. Um well before it came out when I heard about it I I don't think I heard about it before. I don't know if I don't know if anybody did, but I didn't hear about it before uh the E3 thing with Keanu Reeves. Um and when that happened, I was like, I mean, I like Keanu Reeves, but like I don't care that he's in a video game. You know, so like I was like, that's cool, but it's not going to make me want to buy it. And then everything I saw about it, like it looked amazing. I was like, wow, these graphics are really cool. But like, I'm not buying a game because of the graphics. Like <laughs> you could play a really good game that has shitty graphics. Um, True. So I like as much as I was impressed, I wasn't like <clears throat> gripped, you know, and then I literally like just knew nothing about the story, which part of me is like, that's cool because then when you play something and you have no idea what's going on, you have no expectations and you're just enjoying it. Um, or at least experience like Skyrim it. that first time, like Skyrim. We knew for the first it was set exactly. in the, uh, you know, I was like, I had played oblivion. So I know what I'm expecting. But oh, then, like, the story, universe, I was like, but... Oh, hell yeah, dude. 
Because um, it has that same mentality yeah. where instead of being in this grand giant world, they take one place and they make it huge. Night City, for example, or st- the realm mm-hmm. of Skyrim, for example, which is very right, tiny right, compared right. to other Elder Scrolls maps. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, and I think, isn't Night City, I don't think it's the biggest, but it's like the most alive like video game setting or something, right? That's yeah, what they that's were what saying. That's what they were going for. And that's what That's what it was supposed to be. Another reason I was super stoked on this game and why I was trying to get you stoked on this game is because we both play a little bit of D&D and it's based mm-hmm. on an old role-playing system, which came out right, around the same time can, as D&D. I did like hearing that you could like pick where you start and it like changes a bit of the story and stuff. That was cool. Um, so I've heard definitely cool things about it, uh, but I don't know. I just like it just didn't seem like something I really needed to play. Yeah. Like I was playing like I was just into Overwatch and other games like Risk of Rain and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. I'm pretty content. good game, by the way, Risk of Rain. It's a good game. And I was just wasn't like looking for it. And then it came out and I was like, oof. Like, if right. God forbid I got it on PlayStation 4, like now you can't even buy it on PlayStation 4 right now and they're issuing refunds because it just doesn't work. And then my roommate, not Scott, um, got it for PC and he said that it's fun. Like, it's still fun to play, but there's a lot of times where, you know, the characters just T-pose or, like, you're driving in a car and your car will just, like, flip and just, like, do something crazy. Right. And yeah. actually, last night, he, last night he was playing it and I was just in my room. I don't even remember what I was doing. And I just hear him scream, like, God, fuck, come on. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> no idea what's going on. I didn't even know what was he was doing. And then I'm walking to the bathroom and he passed me. He's like, dude, I think that was the first time I've ever, like, gotten... Ang- this angry at a video game and it was because of cyberpunk i had to just turn it off and i was like that sucks dude yeah so seems to be the case um right so it's definitely upsetting um but also i am not really that affected because i wasn't really that interested and i'm a little bit less interested now i guess but uh yeah to be honest all this did was make um the same roommate that got Cyberpunk, he put GTA 5, Grand Theft Auto 5, back on the communal, like the house PlayStation 4, and we all started playing that so much. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this game came out in 2006. And it's better than or the whenever, game that just Or no, not 2006. Out. It was, uh, no, it's six years old. I'm, I'm on drugs or something. I don't know why I just said that. I think it came out in like 2012 or 2011. But um, it came out for Xbox 360 and PS3, and then they you know, upgraded it to Xbox One and PS4. And when they did that, they added first-person mode. And dude, San Andreas, or Los Santos, which, yeah, I think it's Los Santos. Um, What, the city is crazy. Like, this game is old by video game standards. And driving through the city, you see people walking around. If you go out and, like, stand next to people, they're having normal conversations. You have all these random encounters that'll just pop up. Like, you'll just be driving and then, like, you see this thing pop up on the minimap and you pull in and there's just like a drunk dude and he's like, can you drive me to my hotel room? And you're like, yeah, I guess so. And he gives you like 80 bucks and like, it's just so fun. And, and like, right. it's consequence free. And I'm like, I just don't understand how you can have a game that's six years old that's this immersive and this big. How did they mess this up is essentially the thing. Yes. How did you mess this up when they've already made games like this? Right. Like, I know that it was really ambitious and they're trying to make it better, but still, I'm just like, how do you do this? And then, just like you said, it's the dollar sign where it's like, I think that if you had asked all the gamers that bought Cyberpunk, if they if they prefer the game to come out when it did, how it did, or if they wanted to wait a year and it come out and be done and be what it said it was, 99% of them would say, I would have gladly waited a year. 
Yeah. Um, it's really unfortunate, man, because I love yeah. The Witcher. It, 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 you know, I, I really only got 21 hours in, but for me, someone who's as busy as I am, that's a lot. And yep. I focused the main story, sure. so I got like about halfway through the, the base game main story, and it was really gripping, really interesting, and so memorable are these quests. Like, I would talk to kids in film school about that game, and it'd be one of the few games they played because of how cinematic it is. And so Night right. City, based off an old-school role-playing game, which was a little hipster, but is honestly touted by a lot of like deep RPG players as one of the best systems. Obviously, not, not a knock on D&D at all. It's just another great system that isn't as popular. But right. It's <clears> like Pathfinder. Exactly. Pathfinder, uh, you know, Shadowrun. It's like the, one of the big four or five of the old-school era. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I was like, this is going to be awesome. They've been working on this since right. 2014. I, I believe I first caught wind of it in 2016 when they dropped that first 21-minute gameplay footage at E3. And mm. since then, man, I've been silently keeping an eye on it. I follow a few streamers who are in the variety streamer niche, and they really enjoy it. And mm. then it drops, and their stock goes, first of all, from $35, $36 to 16 cut in half. Mm-hmm. That's very telling. Jeez. That's crazy. That's not They're good. giving Xbox and Sony gave full refunds for the first time in something like six years. Yeah, and they took it off the PlayStation Store. If you go to buy it on the PlayStation Store now, you can't because it just doesn't work. Exa- oh, really? It's still off. Okay, I know that Xbox it's on, and there's a disclaimer, and it's also half off, which is insane. Last I checked, which was two nights ago of this recording. So, like, I just don't understand how it's like you you do this game and then like your answer is like well we'll just sell it for half price like people will buy it and it's like why don't you fix it and i know they are trying to fix it but it's like yeah and the worst part like is they put out this apology did you see their apology video yeah the guy that was like i'm the head of the thing and it ultimately comes down to me so i'd like to say i'm sorry because i was the one who rushed it and it's like i don't care that you're sorry so let's (laughs) take a look at this article here because they have the information that I didn't memorize oh, about another this. article. Another article from Bloomberg. <laughs> Business article. First of all, I've heard of him. this guy, this guy fucks, dude. Okay? He fucking, okay. he fucks. He's in the no clip documentaries. Go watch them. He made a mistake. He really does care about the community, though, in my opinion. He did everything in his power to keep the authenticity of the books from Witcher in the game, he really fought tooth and nail with the publisher back in the day before CD Projekt Red became sort of like a big AAA developer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really just think that there's a board that they have to answer to. I'm in business school right now, and sometimes CEOs can be genuine, but unfortunately, they when you become a company that's traded and you have people that sit on a board and there's investors, you, you don't, you hope that you can stay mm-hmm. true to your original independent message. Sometimes you can't. I do think that happened here. This apology video, though, however, was absolute shit. It was kind of yeah. just like, we don't really care that we messed up, but we were told to apologize. To be honest, you guys are lucky we gave you a game. We never had to make another game again. We gave you The Witcher. It was the right. greatest game of all time. So how about you leave <laughs> us alone? Like, I felt that watching it. And so right. it makes me a little frustrated. Yeah, it was less of an apology to be and honest. more of a just like, this is why it was delayed. and <clears throat> Or this is why it isn't finished. So, sorry. Like, I'll tell you right now. With that apology, I'm only ever going to buy the game if it's half off, and I'm really hoping that someone just gets it for me, or it goes so cheap that I can just get it at like a steal. Because it's like I don't mm-hmm. want to be treated that way as someone who's spending good money on something. Right. So, with that being said, you know, CD Project Red. I'm going to start reading the article. CD Project Red Chief Executive Officer uh, Owinsky made a public uh, 
Municipal this week about the disastrous rollout of the video game Cyberpunk. He took personal responsibility and asked fans not to blame the team. Because to be honest with you, it really seems like the team got shafted. It seems like all of the things that we love about Skyrim, that you love about those old school Grand Theft Auto games, which are so easy to do, because that game, like you said, was like 2006, 15 years ago. Well, weren't in 20, this 2011 game. it was 2011 same thing dude we've come such a long way in video games I know. video I games know. are the only entertainment industry to make a profit without losses in the 2010 era movies made a lot of money but for every big blockbuster movie that made money indie films were suffering like indie musicians so for this industry to have this type of thing is insane right now there shouldn't be any excuses with the company this big in my opinion anyways he uh we go on to um, to see that the you know they say things like this wasn't how the development team envisioned starting 2021. Now instead of celebrating a successful release, they will aim to turn Cyberpunk 27 and 2027 into a redemption story. It will be an uphill battle. I couldn't agree more with that. Unlike competitors such yeah. as EA. This is why I bring up EA and Ubisoft. CD Projekt Red only releases one major game every few years, so the company was relying on Cyberpunk to be a hit. And that's why I bring it up. EA has so many games that you forget how many of them are bad, because every now and then there will be a good one, like Jedi Fallen Order. But this company, who really curates and takes their time as a AAA developer, which is unheard of, because they do it all Mm -hmm. in-house, to mess up when you do everything in-house is huge, because that's the house you built. And now the mistakes can't be traced to anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Especially at like, what what really confuses me is like if you know, obviously they had to know that like it wasn't done like a couple weeks or months before you know it was gonna be released and stuff. And there's still just like there's so much hype, and that I feel like this is the problem that these companies do. They're like, we need to hype this game up. Like it's I feel like the same thing happened with Valorant, like which is a totally different game company. I think it was Riot Games. Um, they. There was all this hype. Everybody's talking about it. They got streamers ready to play it as soon as it comes out. They're playing the beta. They got all these people talking about it. Blah, blah, blah. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's going to be the greatest game ever. It's going to be the biggest game ever. We've been working on it forever. You guys are all freaking out about it. Blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, how on earth are you going to tell me before your game's out that this is like the biggest, coolest game ever made? And it's not even done yet. Like right. you expect, and then expect me to be like, "Wow, you really lived up to this hype." Like, I don't understand. I know Valorant why these companies always do this. Apart, they too. just exactly they just overhyped it, and like it wasn't even bad. It was just like it's it's just not. I don't I I don't really exactly know what happened to Valorant because I know why I didn't like it, but sure, just because. Yeah. But I don't think those reasons are why it's like dying, or maybe it's not even dying. But either way, I haven't seen anybody talking about it or playing it, and it's just like. All they do is hype it up so that it's cool, so that you have to be, so that you have, like, it just seems like they're not, they don't care about if the game is good. They're just like, okay, if we hype it up enough, then it basically becomes like a, oh, well, you're not cool if you're not playing this game. Even if it's bad, you need to experience it because everybody is. Right. And And it's like, I don't care about that. I want a good game. And then let me make you, let me further make your point even more for the whole no excuses (laughs) thing. Okay. Okay. This is why I pulled the Bloomberg article up when I sort of went through and looked at it because I knew they'd approach it from a way that I don't think a lot of people on YouTube are. I think a lot of people are approaching it from more of a gameplay or an anger standpoint. I think money right. money talks and people walk when money kind of gets in the way of good art. CD Projekt Red mm-hmm. was, for a while, the most valuable company in Poland. That is insane. And they did this, dude. Like, that just makes me very mad, to be honest with you. Yeah. Cause it's like yeah, exactly. There's there's just no excuse. 
And then that well, apology to come out and just is, be a slap the in excuse, the face. Right. Exactly. And it's just like, okay. It's like, maybe I want to take I, back what cl- I said about Avinsky being like a good dude. <laughs> you know? Listen, it was it was a classic YouTuber apology video. Bro, wearing sunglasses and everything in the video, essentially. You know what I'm talking about. We're not going to name names. But Ugh, wearing sunglasses so and everything, right? That. Right? So disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, just... just Take them off, dude. Damn, dude. So, in conclusion, this was sort of our January 2021 looking towards the future of gaming. Like, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. wish it was more of a positive episode. I mean, the Halo section wasn't negative, but there's a lot of doubt. Development hell is never something you want to hear. So, closing thoughts right. on all things gaming for 2021, man. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that I can think of a game right now that I know that's in development that I'm excited for aside from Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 and that's just because I love Breath of the Wild and I know there's literally no way that they're gonna mess up Breath of the Wild 2 because even if they just give me the same game with a new story I'm gonna love it (laughs) because the first game is so well made um so I think this is gonna unless I mean obviously it's only January but if it continues this way then I am going to be finding myself just playing the same games I've been playing for the past year, which is just Overwatch. And Overwatch 2 is getting pushed back, which I'm like, whatever. I still have Overwatch. At least they're being honest about it. And, like, they're being as honest as they can without, like, being sad about it. Like, Jeff Kaplan's like, listen, we still have a long way to go. And I'm like, I get it. But, I mean, uh, uh, so I think overall for new games, I'm not very hopeful. Yeah, I mean, but, but I also feel like, um, maybe with this whole EA not being the only people making Star Wars games, maybe this will start something. And I've also seen that, like, I feel like this is going to be, like, this in the next coming years are going to be a lot of years where, like, um, a lot of these kinds of deals are expiring because they've just been for so long. Like, even not video games. Like, I saw that um, most, uh, like, sports franchise contracts with networks, like, and like um, Fox and CBS are ending. So, like, once that happens, then, like, cable TV is just going to go under. So, I'm hoping that, like, stuff like that will <clears throat> allow new competition to just be good again. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because it's just like, it's it's just like the Marvel movies. Like, it's like, or a Star Wars movie. Like, you put out a Marvel movie or Star Wars movie, it doesn't matter if it's good or not. Everyone's going to go see it because they kind of have to. Yeah, there's this sentiment right now going around that I've seen in all different aspects of life where you don't want competition. Because right. competition is aggressive and that's not positive. But like when Halo was competing with Call of Duty and they were going back and forth neck and neck every two years to put out the better game, those were the best Halo and Call of Duty games. I mean, exactly. When, you know, then, the Witcher, Mass Effect, of, Bioshock were all competing Skyrim to be the best right. RPG that we had the Golden Age. Exactly. And because so. of all that stuff, you even get the little guys trying to cash in on it and like you get a lot of bad games, but then you get a cool <laughs> one like with Call of Duty and Halo, you get like a cool obscure game like Army of Two if you played that. I like, love that game. That game wasn't huge and that game's so fun. We brought fun. that game on tour. It, Never played we, it really, dude, but we did bring it. Yeah, we we did play a lot of skate, but yeah. that was because you didn't need to hear skate. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping that we get a new like renaissance of just like everybody creating so that you only get the good stuff kind of thing. Yeah, I'll, we'll leave it at that. It's a nice positive That's sentiment. So Andrew, with that being said, why don't you tell everyone about our show, what it is we do, when we do it, and where they can find us? Well, um, you can start by following this Instagram account right below me 
at Talking Podcast because we we post on there every week, multiple times a week. Um, so that's a good start. Uh, then once you've done that, you're still on your phone. You can just close that app, open your preferred digital streaming platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music slash Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Radio Public, was it Breaker? Uh, lots of them. Chris knows more than I do, but uh, we're on all of those. Talking with Andrew and Chris, check them out. I'm sure if we're on there, Talking TV is on there too, so might as well check that out if you haven't already. And just like you're hopefully watching this on YouTube, we're on YouTube also, so go. It's true. In the description. Find go in us. the description. In the Everything's going to be linked by the time right you there. watch this. And so. uh, our, our episodes go up Wednesdays, so. Yes, they do. Wednesdays. Bright, bright and early. Out. Same with the Talking TV podcast. Guys, this was another episode of No NPCs, a collaboration between both of my podcasts where I get to share what I do on this channel with the people on the other channel and share my love of something else that's sort of consuming entertainment, video games. I am one half of the Talking TV podcast. Usually I go by the movie nerd tonight. Just felt like being me, man. Just felt like being Chris. Is that, is that a sin? I don't think so. No, but what is a sin is that you just said that normally you go by the movie nerd, and I think you need to go eat something, because that's like the third time tonight you've accidentally said something else. Oh, yeah, that is true. I'm very tired. I, 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 so I had a recent scheduling issue at college, almost got kicked mm. out because they don't know how to handle simple paperwork. Very frustrating. Classic. And, you know... School's expensive, so I kind of needed them to do what I needed them to do. We finally figured it out after being on the phone call for two days. And, of course, the only class that can get me in to keep me in the semester is at 7 a.m. Not mm. ideal. So you, if you wondered that's why I texted you worse. so early, that's why. Because I was <laughs> That's even worse than an 8 a.m. class. Even worse. So, you know, it's kind of what I'm dealing with. But... I'm very thankful that I have the Talking TV community. I am the TV nerd. Dominic Rizzi, who usually sits over there, is the movie nerd. We have a lot of fun on this channel. We always like to bring you guys something new. If you want more No NPCs, if you want more Andrew on the channel, let us know in the comments. Either way, you do know that we come to you three times a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We are on Instagram, at Talking TV Podcast. We are available for audio on all of the major DSPs. I'm talking Apple. I'm talking Breaker. I'm talking, talking Stitcher. I'm talking Overcast, Radio Public, Google Play, Spotify, Apple. You name it, we're there. Breaker, so many more. Guys, thank you so much. I always love doing this. We want to bring Andrew Moore on this channel. He has a very busy work schedule, so please forgive the Tuesday night, but we're making it happen when we can for you. We really do mean the... This really does mean the world to us. This show... This silly little show has taken over, I mean, both of these shows have taken over my life, and they've both been doing really well. So speaking of both audiences right now, because that's the point of tonight, thank you so much, guys. Really means a lot. It was a tough year last year for everyone. You guys made it all the more easier. With that being said, from us here at Talking TV, watch more fucking movies, and I'm sure Andrew has a message as well that he wants to leave with you guys tonight. Um... Only buy games that are good and stay sweet. <laughs> All right, guys, there you have it. Yet another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. And we just want to take a moment here to thank you guys so much for all the support you've shown this show. I mean, I'm sure you guys know, but this show is 100% creator-owned and creator-run, and quite literally, we couldn't do it without you. I mean, the fact that you guys keep coming back week in and week out is not only humbling, but it's inspiring, and, and it's a reason why we will continue 
to deliver upon our promise to bring you content every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And so all we ask for you guys to do in support of this show, for free, mind you, is please head over to youtube.com slash talking with Andrew and Chris. Please click that subscribe button. For whatever video you choose to listen to, click that thumbs up. It would really help out us grow the channel. And most importantly, turn on that bell to get notified every time we post content. Again, that's every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on YouTube at 2 p.m. And of course, on audio. You guys can find us on Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. That is talking with Andrew and Chris. And all we ask you to do on those platforms is please click the follow button, the subscribe button, leave a review, preferably five stars, whatever the platform allows you to do. If you could throw us a little support, that would really mean the world and help us keep growing this show. Once again, guys, we appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for the support. Stay sweet, and we'll see you in the next episode.